Travel fam, it's your main man, Just GQ, and you are tuned in to another episode of The Travel Guys, a podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me, and <laughs> I'm just going to get into it. We're going to introduce a new format today, which I'll get to in a moment, but I just have one question on my mind, and it's, when did y'all start fighting so much on planes and in airports? I feel like every time I open my phone, every time I turn on my phone, I'm getting a new link to a to an airport or an airplane, which is crazy type of a fight that's going on or a brawl or something to that effect and i'm just like very curious i think the the one that sticks out in my mind most was the i saw one on frontier which i largely regard as the worst airline in existence i think spirit gets a bad rap but i mean honestly personally for me you know i had a pretty decent experience on spirit they treated me well yeah the flight you gotta it's an a la carte airline where you you know bags cost $35, $50 for each one that you bring. Um, But I mean, you just got to plan accordingly for that and like travel with a backpack. I did look up and get an exit row seat as a gentleman who is 6'2", sitting in, you know, tight spaces would be something that I really wouldn't really sit well in my spirit, especially for a long flight. I think that would make me irritable, which we'll get to. But (laughs) on this frontier flight, there was a gentleman who, and I use that term wildly loosely, um, who was groping two flight attendants, their breasts, and he punched another flight attendant, a male flight attendant, and he got properly yoked up. Like he got he got whooped pretty good as he deserved to. And then they actually had to duct tape him to his seat so that he could be restrained until the plane landed. Now what sparked it is he is drunk and belligerent. Um, and they said he had three drinks, so I don't know what kind of shape you got. I don't know what kind of drinks those were to have him looking like how he was, how he was acting. And I'm a, I'm a link the the article in the in the show notes so that y'all can just watch the video and see how he was, how he was pulling up because he was, he was wild. And then he had some commentary about like how his his dad is worth two million dollars. This is very, very heavy Brad and Chad vibes. I mean, just like. Very, very heavy. And he was talking about how his grandpa did something. And then he he got he went from mouthy to getting fisty. And he tried to swing at a brother and he got promptly laid down. So um, I saw he issued a tweet today where he was talking about this was the most embarrassing moment of his life. And he doesn't understand what's what's funny. And honestly, I don't know what's funny with sexually assaulting two flight attendants like that. That doesn't sound comical to me at all. But what I do think is comical is that his ass is on the no fly list moving here on. So Message. that's great. Moving on to fight number two. Fight number two. There were, uh, you know, feet on a headrest. That and I'm I'm just gonna say that would be there all three of these, I'll just be honest. Like I came in with energy of like I don't understand how why y'all are fighting, but like I square up for all three of these. <laughs> I ain't even gonna hold you. Like somebody is sexually assaulting a, a woman in front of me, yeah, I'm pulling up. If if you got feet on headrest, like your dirty feet, I don't understand why people don't keep their shoes on on a plane and much less don't be putting them on don't put them on my armrest don't put them on my headrest keep those dirty feet away from me at all times keep them in your shoes bro because your feet stink probably so yeah i'm square enough for that and then the third incident which is something that you know is near and dear to my heart as i mentioned 
I'm a 6'2 individual. I have long legs, okay? There was a seat reclining incident where the seat got stuck. This was on an American Airlines flight. And I will link this in the show notes as well, because what you can see in the video is that a gentleman who was reclining his seat stands up to the guy who, whose, whose lap he laid his head in. <laughs> and you can see him put his hand in his face and wag his finger, no, signaling like, no, I'm not going to let up my seat. And he probably gets popped in the mouth. And, you know, <laughs> seat recliners, they just... They're a special type of evil. Like, I just don't really understand. Like, it, the flights are not that long. You know, if you're, an, if you're going on an internet, a long international flight, like, and you want to recline your seat, like, okay. Like, I, but a long one. Now, don't be, don't be inconveniencing me, especially if I'm waking, if I'm staying awake or if I'm working and my laptop's up and you're not even checking with me, you're not even looking back, you're not even making sure that it's all good. Um, you know, I, I have, I take special exception to that. And I also will make it my personal mission to make sure you get no sleep. I will jam my knees in your back for the entirety of the flight shamelessly. And, and I want you to come turn around and say something to me so I can let you know the error in your ways, because I've, you've, you've ruined the flight for me completely. Like, and, and I'm somebody who I don't, I, I abide by those same rules. I don't recline my seat because I'm not trying to, you know, do anybody else bad. And on top of that, like, you know, if there is a, if there is a long, a long international flight, like I may recline short or like, like a short amount. Um, but that's more so just to get a uh, slightly more comfortable. And that's if I'm having trouble sleeping. Otherwise I'm just going to sleep like, like period. And I don't understand that why that's so, why that's so difficult. And, you know, people can't be can't be considerate of that. But y'all be fighting in planes and in in airports and all of that. And I honestly stop tagging me in those. <laughs> I don't want to see. Them. I don't know if COVID had y'all going crazy so much that y'all were just like determined, so determined to get out of the house and to get on flights that you end up on the no fly list. But like, I mean, I mean, I guess y'all keep fighting because we ain't going to see you on, on a plane anytime soon the you know once once the once the laws get the hands on you <laughs> so that is i just had to address it. i had to get that off my chest from a new format standpoint in the last episode i shared that i josh josh gq as you all know me affectionately hopefully am currently a contestant on hbo max's reality dating show entitled f boy island and you know, I thought I toyed with the idea of creating an entirely separate podcast that spoke about F Boy Island and just gave some insights because y'all been rocking with me for a long time. And so I feel like I, I want to give y'all like like my thoughts on what happened. Maybe, you know, think comment on things that that have seen a lot of you have reached out on Instagram, which is totally cool. Like y'all asking about, you know, what happened and, and how I felt about it and y'all cheering for me, which I appreciate. I appreciate a lot. Um, so I wanted to take a time to create. I wanted to take some time to create a segment on the Travel Guides pod entitled Chicks choose where I will go through for the next few weeks and I will go in and just give my thoughts on the different episodes. Now, there will be spoilers here. So if you have not watched the episodes 
then I would encourage you to watch them before to fast forward through this part and come back later. Or you can listen to it. Maybe maybe this is the push you need to go ahead and start your free trial on HBO Max. <laughs> so you can so you can check out Boy Island. I will say that the first episode is free. It is available on YouTube It's available on the HBO Max platform, but you don't have to pay for it. They just they're giving you that for free. The show is wildly entertaining as well. So let's jump into Chicks Choose. Nice guy. Nice try. F-boy, F-bye. In episode one, so I do want to just like talk about the experience a little bit because it was, it was you know, we, it started off with quarantine and we quarantined in the Cayman Islands for two weeks, two and a half weeks. It was supposed to be two weeks and it was pretty wild. I'm not even going to hold you. Like we were, we were, um, this is not the type of quarantine that we all experienced during COVID where you could like, you know, leave and some people were like, you know, other places were closed, but people were outside, they were riding bikes, they were running, they were going to the beach. I know I spent a lot of time at the beach. No, this was quarantine where you are in your hotel room (laughs) for two and a half weeks and you literally left. We left four times, I want to say, and three of those were to go get a COVID test. And then one of those times was to go to an actual gym. And that was at the very end. Like we were we had already been. COVID tested for like the fourth or fifth time we had completed the quarantine, but we still weren't allowed to, to move freely. So, um, it was, it was a really tough situation, but you know, a lot of the guys, we were all like neighbors and stuff. So you were able to build some, some early bonds and at least like understand who you were going to be going through this experience with. And so that was, that was an interesting situation. And then finally, when it was, when it was over and shout out to my, my quarantine neighbor, Colin, because, you know, I, Colin and I got, got cool pretty early, um, just because we were actually sitting on each other on the plane. Well, uh, it was Colin, OG Jared and me, uh, and I didn't know, you know, who they were obviously, but Colin and I bonded over. We're both, both photographers, um, and, and just like, and both ex D one athletes as well. So we bonded over that and we're able to, we're able to chat, but, um, you know, all in all, I mean, it was, it was an interesting experience. And I know that there were other guys who were able to build bonds like during that, that, that helped to honestly, set lay the foundation for what what would transpire on the show um so when we go to the intro we're like super hype you know i mean you go they take you through wardrobe and all that stuff and you've got uh you know they're getting fits together they're vetoing fits like they're doing they're doing the whole nine but making sure that you don't look crazy on on camera and and then we we go to the to the to film the intro so we pull up on a boat to the villa i got my my freaky canary yellow slacks on with the with the chambray collarless shirt you know three four buttons undone just you know so you see a little chest and abs you know what i'm saying just just uh, just enough just enough to enti- to make it enticing and <laughs> and then you know we, we're sitting out there and we film for hours bro like we're out there for hours. It is hot as hell. And we're just out there like, you know, roasting. They gave us one one glass of champagne the whole time we were out there, which was which was cool. But we're just kind of like like living. And, and this is our first introduction into this whole experience, you know, as a whole. So then we meet Nikki. We meet the girls. Uh, I'm not going I'm not going front. The girls are looking very good when they came out. And it had also been two and a half months since we had seen women. <laughs> <laughs> or excuse me, two and a half weeks since we had, since we had seen women. So, you know, I was definitely ready uh, for some female energy. And, you know, and then they handed out wristbands and I did not get a wristband, which was which was wild to me. You know, what I mean, like I was like, man, I guess I'm I guess I'm ugly now. You know, what I mean, I, I, you know, you are in the meat market. And so you have a lot of guys who 
are built like you, have a have a similar look to you, similar height, similar similar weight, similar build, you know, all good looking guys who are used to attracting the, the attention of, of ladies. So, you know, it, it's definitely a Hunger Games type of environment. And I didn't get a wristband. So I definitely felt a way about that. And then moving into episode two. I got I got chose I got chosen for a date. So I was I was feeling really good. You know, when I initially saw everybody, I'm not even gonna hold you. Like the ladies walk out and they're looking good. They're looking good. It's a nice variety of women. You've got Nakia, who is this, you know, athletically built, slim black woman. You've got Sarah, who's this cute cheerleader, blonde, you know, type of vibe. And then you've got CJ, who's multiracial, you know, long legs, beautiful face, banging body. And, and, you know, so it was, it was definitely a cast and did their thing (laughs) for sure. Um, And the, and the ladies had their pick of the litter as well. You know, there was a lot of, a lot of guys that, you know, all very, you know, attractive men within, within our own rights, but, but different flavors as well. So they had, so they had their variety. And this is a game of, you know, a lot of, like who likes you, but also, you know, while you're looking for a genuine connection, um, because the ladies were in control, the ladies were in control the entire time. And so, you know, not getting a wristband, I went on the offensive and I was like, you know, I just gotta, I gotta take the ball. gotta call my own number. gotta call ISO, gotta create my own opportunities. And so I had a really nice conversation with CJ on the night of the pool party. And then I had nice conversations with Sarah and Kia, um, in advance of water balloon dodgeball. And so that was the reason why I was first picked by Nakia during, for water balloon dodgeball. Now she ended up giving the, the conk to Greg, you know, so I was a little, I was a little tight about that, but I was like, okay, she's giving the conk to Greg and then I'm going to get the date the next day. So, you know, I'm chilling and, you know, I'm picking out my beard and I'm just kind of, I'm kind of vibing. The girls come to the cottages and then, you know, I see CJ choose up, on Mark, and then I see Nakia choose up on OG Jerry, and I'm like, what in the world's going on? And Sarah's on the other side of the pool sitting with Garrett and them, and I'm just like, what's going on? And so then Sarah pulls up. I see her start walking in my direction. I was like, oh, snap, I'm about to get chose. And so she she walks up, asks me if I want to go on a date. I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm like, like absolutely. Yeah, and I was definitely surprised, but, you know, the, 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 date was, the date was dope. You know, the conversation flowed pretty naturally. I got the, I got the first kiss from Sarah, and, and, you know, I was feeling, feeling pretty good. Um, and then we came to eliminations, and eliminations were always tense, like, almost more tense than they come through in the actual episodes because you we were in the dark like we didn't know what was going on i I have not seen any of the episodes in advance i'm watching it with y'all you know so so it was a surprise as to us as to how it was going to be edited and like what they were going to keep versus what they were going to let go and everything who's going to have a moment and so in the elimination with charlie where charlie gets aired out you know, they go around and once they get eliminated, the guys have to reveal if they're a nice guy or an F boy. And Charlie says he's a nice guy, which to us makes a lot of sense. Like we're Charlie was Charlie was a dope dude. Like we were thinking, yeah, that makes that makes all the sense in the world. And then Charlie <laughs> and then Nikki jumps in and she's like, yeah, nah, I don't think so. Production is telling us we got hours of footage of you telling us like basically your hotels and like every, <laughs> how you been, how you been out in these streets. And we're like, what in the world? And I remember Nikki was like, are you even French? And we, <laughs> and I just remember we were like, oh, my gosh. Like, she went in on him. And the GQ gasp meme, which I'm, I've been getting tagged in, it, it was like, it was very, it was a very real reaction. Like, I was like, how is all this happening? Like, what is, like, what is going on? I'm trying to, like, get my bearings straight because this is 
episode two and we filmed the episode every three days so we've been there for under a week so this is all still very very new we're getting used to the camera still like all that and the cameras kind of disappear after after a while because you're just living life and you're building genuine bonds you know romantic with the with the women and then friend friendly with the with the guys and so you know it's it's still a, it's still a new concept so this, these are very genuine reactions that you're seeing, and and I I know that I was given a lot a lot of facial expressions <laughs> whenever something something wild would happen. So then we go to episode three. Episode three is when is when the new guys come in. You got Jomar, you've got Welcome, aka Logic, and then you've got J- new Jared who you know looked like Russell Wilson, and I was the one. A lot of y'all have asked if I was the person who said like. Is that Russell Wilson? Like, where's Sierra at? That was me. <laughs> so I had, I was glad they kept that, that sound bite. Um, and so, you know, they, they, it gets spicy and they stirring stuff up. Luckily, I, I stayed out of it. Like, I was up on uh, the balcony on one of the, one of the cottages, like looking down at, at all this stuff going down with like Casey and CJ and some other folk. Um, and then we go to the third elimination. And this is spicy as well because Matt, some refer to him as Matt the Rat, airs everybody out and is talking about Greg got a girlfriend, Garrett got a girlfriend, like talking about, you know, comments that Garrett has made about only talking to, to girls with fake boobs and like all his chicks back in L.A. and like all this stuff. And so it is spicy. And that was something that we also did not expect to happen. You know, I, I like to stay out the way. Like I don't, I don't be in people's drama. I try to like just chill out and mind my own business because much like the segment, like chicks choose, like I don't have to go out of my way to talk bad about somebody else just so a, a woman will like me. Like, and I try to be honest and open. So like, you know, if somebody did have something to say about me, I'm going to own it or say it, say it straight up and just like, you know, give my, my two cents, you know, and tell them what they need to know. But I was just like, I was just like flabbergasted by all the backstabbing and honestly, like the lack of principle, you know what I mean? Like you just, you going out and you airing people out at the same time, you know, but I also, I also understand that if people have been you know, treating you bad, doing you, doing you wrong, and you got an opportunity to get them back. I also understand that energy as well. So again, I understand both sides, and I was just trying to stay out the way. <laughs> I was trying to stay out the way and make sure I got my time. So this was just like a few thoughts on episodes one through three, which was the first drop. The second drop is happening today. The the three the uh, new episodes are live on the HBO Max platform. That's episode four, episode five, and episode six. And then next Thursday, the final four episodes will drop. And I promise you, you don't want to miss those. Like it is, it turns up. It turns up. This 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 season is not short on the action. I can most definitely tell you that. So I encourage y'all to to check it out. I love hearing your comments. Tag me in all the things, you know, DM me with questions. If you want me to answer something, you know, just just holler at me on the Instagrams and, you know, I got you. It is all good. And we have had some handle changes as well, not on Instagram, but, you know, on Instagram, I am at GQ50 and at the travel guides. But on TikTok, I have switched to at Josh GQ50, honestly, just to make it easier to find me. And I'm also, you know, on Twitter, if you, y'all can hit me there, if you have some questions as well, uh, at GQ 50 there as well, but yeah, reach out with questions. Um, I'm happy to answer them either on the platforms or on the pod. So next let's get into the main events. 
to the main event. For today's main event, we're going to talk about Cartagena, Colombia. I... <laughs> <laughs> that came off very smooth off the tongue. Um, Cartagena. Um, I have a, and I've, I've spoken to the Travel Guys audience about this, you know, knowing that the Travel Guys has been live for, for some years at this point. And so I know a lot of y'all have been rocking with me, but a lot, we got a lot of new listeners as well. Um, and so, you know, I've had the opportunity. I was really excited to actually chat through the, the Cartagena piece because um, it gave me an opportunity to kind of resurface a popular destination that I had already visited. Um, I have a deep history with 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 Colombia as a whole. I used to I worked there uh, there in Panama, um, and so you know this time I was in Bogota specifically in Colombia, and so I, I had an opportunity this time to go down for uh, for one of my cousin's bachelor parties, uh, and so I, I left at the opportunity. Um, to get back down to to Colombia and to Cartagena specifically because my first trip there was in 2016 and I mean just like an epic epic trip and we we talk about this like to this day like there was a group of about 200 of us <laughs> that pretty organically like ended up in Cartagena we just flooded the walled city and and the city as a whole and it was just like 200 predominantly black folks young professionals like just like just getting it and uh and we had a great time we had a phenomenal time so it's definitely like uh a kind of a fraternal connection that that still exists um you know, and so that was just like a phenomenal time. So I was really excited to get back down to Cartagena because I have nothing but fond memories there. Um, and specifically when I found like a, a super cheap flight down there because it's one of the advantages of living in Florida. So it only cost me about like 250 to go down to, to Cartagena. And so I ended up staying. It was only it was a quick trip. I was only down there for like uh, three days. Um, and I had a night in Panama City as well. And so I was really looking forward to the Panama City piece because um, I have some friends there. And so I wanted to like go and kick it with them. And and that was and I, I like lived in Panama for for a bit, like when I was working. And uh, I just I just really loved it there. Like that was the first place there in Spain were the first places that I wanted to like move permanently out of the country and kind of put the U.S. in my rear view. <laughs> Which I would still do and still plan on doing um, at some point. But, yeah, it was just like it was just really like enlightening. Um, and I will never forget during the time when, uh, you know, my alma mater, the Louisville Cardinals won. Or excuse me. Not one. This was this was the year before we won. But we were in the NCAA tournament. And I was looking for somewhere to watch the game. And there is a Louisville bar in Panama City, Panama, which was wild to me. But we also had some foreign exchange students that were like going back and forth. So like that was I was I don't know. I was just astounded that there was like that much excitement around March Madness in Panama. Um, but in this instance, my Panama stopover was completely foiled. Totally. And that is because of the, the COVID restrictions that that still exist down there. Um, one, there is a 10 p.m. curfew. I did not get out of the airport until 1230. I had to I could not get a, uh, a COVID test prior to leaving the states. Um, just from miscues with Walgreens and, and CVSs and things and like different stores being closed and whatever so i ended up having i was like i'll just get one in the in the airport the customs line was crazy i mean it was insane i had to, i stood in it for a minute because i couldn't figure out where i needed to get my my covet test went got the covet test had to wait about 30 minutes um paid 50 dollars to do that and then which actually wasn't that bad because i used the same test to come back into the into the states um 
so it was it was it worked it worked out either way but uh you know those covid tests are definitely a money maker for for airports and for and for hotels for that matter whereas it where as before at the beginning of of covid and when they started at the beginning of post-COVID travel, we'll call it. And post-COVID is a very generous term, knowing that the Delta and Gamma variants are running rampant. Um, but we'll say that for another episode. But long story short, you know, it took me a minute to, to, get the, to get the COVID test. And then I had to stand back in the customs line, which took a long time. And then once I got out of there, I got to my hotel. I literally laid in my bed for probably three and a half hours before I had to get back up and go back to the airport so that I could get down to Cartagena. Um, got to Cartagena. We stayed downtown in downtown Cartagena. Um, had a, had a cool Airbnb. It was like, it was, it was very, it was, it was very okay. If I'm being honest, <laughs> you know, it was like, it was cool. It was Pablo Escobar themed. Um, so you had like Pablo and Griselda, like pictures of them. And then you had like, you know, lamps that were in the shape of guns and, and all that stuff. And, and so it was like, it was a cool situation for a bachelor party. Um, but we were in the thick of things as well. Um, and but it was, it, you know, bachelor parties are, are a different beast, like because there's a different there's different, you know, it's different activities that you're that you're doing there. And I say that in a non in a non leading way. But you are, you know, you're not necessarily like exploring as much as you are like partying. So we definitely hit the we got a catamaran on the last day, which was lit. Um, and it was it looked like it was a day we weren't supposed to because that was the day that I went to. I had to leave the group for for a minute. We went to and uh, because I wanted to make sure I got to Castillo San Felipe, which I did not get to. The first time when I was when I was in Cartagena, uh, but it was is beautiful and it is a a major landmark that you need to that you need to go to. Um, there's a lot of San Felipe's, uh, you know, from a from a Castillo point of view, I guess, because there's one in in Puerto Rico as well um, in, in Old San Juan. And, you know, these are just like Spanish forts that they that they had throughout, you know, Latin America, um, you know, that were that were ready for for when they when they when there was smoke. You know, um, but it's it's beautiful for from a historical perspective and also from a photo ops perspective. It's not not a lot to get in. Um, you know, I believe it was about six, six U.S. dollars. And then you can walk in and they you know, they've got different different entrance ways. You can take a tunnel through the through the castle, which uh, leads you to like the top and it opens up. And that's where a lot of the photo ops are and you can move around. So but the, the big thing that occurred while I was at Castillo San Felipe was there was this this crazy crazy thunderstorm. It was the it was the wildest thunderstorm I've ever been I've ever been in. Um I was sitting out and it started just raining and it was raining for a lot of the time I was there and which you know normally wouldn't be a big deal but like Cartagena floods badly like where cars are driving and I'm curious how their how their engines aren't flooding because there's like a foot of water standing water on the ground which is gross in and of itself because you just don't want to walk through that so you like I'm jumping into into Ubers and like trying not to not to get dip my feet in it and everything and and um but then it started thundering it started lightning really badly and so I was the first there was there was probably about 15 of us that were that were up there on that deck and I went back in the castle to use it for for shelter because the lightning started feeling closer and closer. Um, and then once I'm once I'm in there, I see more people start coming down, start coming down. And the, the lightning and the thunder got so loud and so intense that it literally felt like it was on top of us, like it could have stricken the the castle itself. Um, and so we waited in there for probably like 20 minutes. No cap. And uh <laughs> 
I can't believe I just said that. But <laughs> yeah, we waited in there for about for about 20 minutes, no cap. And um and then and then we came out and it was still a little soggy, but you know, you know, my shirt was a little soggy, so that just allowed for the shirtless wanderer to get busy. Um and I went up and got got some flicks off because there's one thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna get some flicks. Message. Especially if I've come all that way um and I didn't get to go there the first time, I'm one thousand percent getting those off. So then once we left there, um I ventured to to look for some food and had like just found like a really, really nice spot where they had like an oceanfront view and they the food was amazing. And that restaurant was called Club de Pesca. Um, it was, it was, I mean, it was beautiful. I mean, what facing the water definitely picked up and brightened the, brightened the day. I had some mussels. They were delicious as well. And the food there was, is, is always great. Like in, in Colombia and it really in that whole, in that whole region. Um, we had a, we had a wonderful dinner at, uh, El Burlador, uh, gastro bar, um, which was really dope. Had, had, you know, live music. I think it was a DJ that was there. So I guess that's not really live music, but you know, the music was being played live. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, Cafe del Mar, which is like just a, just a staple. Um, it's in the Walt city. It's it's on top of it's on the same level as like the wall, so it's elevated and you can like see. It's got gorgeous views. Um, and then the Movich Hotel also has a rooftop, which is a great spot to to grab some some drinks and to and to kick it a little bit as well. Um, but you know, yeah. After we after I went and grabbed some food, I went and met the group over. We got a catamaran and we were just like we were kicking it. Like and the <laughs> uh, shout out to to our, our skipper um, and his and his first mate because you know we were running we were running around and we actually ran out of liquor. Like so we had to make a store run. So we docked and uh, and then I went with him. And we like sprinted to the to like the local grocery store or whatever and like grab grab more bottles and came back to to the boat and then resumed the situation um you know but that's that's a big thing is like when you go when you travel to these places like you having a good time is your responsibility like i'm a firm believer in that and you know there's a lot of times where people can sacrifice their time to like you know for the for the time of others and then they get back and then they're 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 resentful or they're pissed off and i just don't like to travel with people like that (laughs) you know what i'm saying like if you want to at the end of the day we've gone on a trip probably because we're friends and probably because we are strong enough friends that I don't I'm not worried that us traveling together will put our friendship at risk. That being said, at a minimum, we have traveled. We're traveling together because we have because we share a love of travel. And if there's something you want to go see and it's just not that important to me, like go see it. You know, I'll, I will see you after. Like we have phones. AT&T has, you know, ten dollar unlimited data a day. You know, like we can we can get back in touch. I can go and do my thing. You can go and do your thing and we can link back up and it will be just fine. But the last thing is that that I that you should do is to deprive yourself of that experience. And then you come back and you're resentful to me because I wanted to do something different and you didn't communicate what you were trying to do. Or maybe you did. And then you just didn't want to do it enough to do it alone. Like that's just not my that's just not my energy. Uh, at all, and no shade if that is, but that if that's yours, but I would encourage you to to revise that or to to take another look at that and make sure that you're getting your one your money's worth, but two that you're just maximizing your experience in these in these places, uh, you know. Also, um, and so and there were no feelings with the with the group, you know what I'm saying? Like they knew I just let them know I was asked. I was like, Yo, I'm going to Castillo San Felipe. They're like, Do y'all want to go? They were like, Nah. I was like, Bet. Say less. And I went. I was like, When are we meeting back up? They gave me a time. I was like, Cool. I'll meet you there. And that was that. 
Um, but what we did do together was we thoroughly explored the walled city, which is one of my favorite aspects of Cartagena. Um, wildly historic area. Um, there's plenty of squares, and you know they've got they have several squares in there. You definitely you got the Big Booty Judy statue. I do not know the actual name of it, but it is a it is a major landmark, and you will you will know why they call it Big Booty Judy when you see it. <laughs> um, but they've got that statue in there, and then there's just like you can it honestly part of it. Um, cause I explored there alone as well. Uh, at, at one point we did a lot of it together, but at one point I, I did, I was Dolo. Um, there's a, it reminded me a little bit of Venice from like a vibe standpoint, because the, in Venice, Italy, the advice that people give you is to get lost, like just go and get lost in the city and be able to move around and like take in the beauty and, and whatever, go into the restaurants, you know, have, have the drinks, eat the food. And then, you know go about your business and you can really like immerse yourself in it. And, and I, I truly did that. Um, and you, so there are like a lot of like beautiful restaurants that have, you know, great drinks and you can, you can just like, you can really, you can really kick it. Like you can have like a, just a good time. Um, and so I, I took full advantage there and there, I'm not even gonna hold you. I went to so many different spots. I don't even remember all the names. The ones I gave you are definitely the hot spots, but you know, I would encourage you to do just that, you know, go to the, go to the walled city. Um, you know, if you feel comfortable being alone, like, you know, wander, wander and 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 make friends and and enjoy yourself i happened upon some live music got my hips moving a little bit you know my hips did not move at all in 2020 so i needed to get a little bachata out and and i was definitely able to to get my life a little bit there so i definitely enjoyed the walled city uh saw the ladies selling the fresh fruit they had all the all the fruits there for you and so uh all the all the things that make Cartagena great are really like mashed up in that in that walled city and you can go you can stay in the touristy areas or you can move outside of that. So one activity that I definitely wanted to touch on because we did not do it on this trip, but I did do it my first trip to Cartagena and it is wildly worthwhile is the Totumo mud volcano bath. So you like, you know, they they will pick you up from a lot of the major hotels. It costs 60 bucks to do and about, you know, depending on what on what rate you get. Um, but you go out to to the to the volcano, you climb up. I would definitely say wear clothes that you don't care about. Uh, you climb this ladder and go up to the top of this volcano and then you you uh, go in and it it feels like it feels like like clay um, that you can like obviously like submerge yourself in but you can't go all the way in because it's this weird this weird consistency that keeps you buoyant um even though you are in a volcano so it's kind of like the dead sea like you know they talk about the high salt concentration where you float regardless like that's how the the mud volcano is or the mud bath within the volcano um but it's like it's it's a very dope experience, and then you you go and they're like these guys they pass you around, which was you know makes you mildly uncomfortable, and then they <laughs> they're, they're massaging you and they're passing you back and forth, and then they just kind of let you like chill for a little bit, so you can like you can you can tread the mud a little bit, but like it's really not necessary. You can just kind of like chill and and you'll stay you'll stay afloat. 
um, and they, they, you know, they put you on your, they tell you to sit, to lay on your stomach or on your back as well. But you can like, you're, it's just a weird feeling, man. Like, cause you are, you're in it, but you're not, you're very, you're very safe. Like you don't have to know how to swim to be in it or anything like that. And then when you come out, uh, you walk down a hill, they wash you off and then your skin is silky smooth, baby. I mean, it is like, it is, it is a beautiful situation. So if you have time, I would highly, highly recommend that you go to the mud baths. Um, it's a, it's a dope situation. And then, you know, as I see more and more people coming into the to the travel movement as a whole, black travel movement specifically, and you know, pictures and, and getting the content is definitely like a focal point. Um, so I did want to highlight that you know they have I you know respect the shooter. I'm taking my flicks uh, and I'm 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 creating my content. However, if you are traveling alone or if you do not feel confident in your ability to get good good photos, you can hire a photographer or a videographer for eighty bucks. Um, and they can, you know, that includes drones and everything. So you can get all the footage that you want. Um, and that's something that, you know, honestly, I will start to look at as a, as an option, um, just to take, kind of take some of the pressure off, you know, like you can, you can dedicate, you know, two, three, four hours to just getting, getting flicks, you know, and then you don't have to worry about it. You got you, everything else can be more organic and it's just like, it's a beautiful situation. Um, other things to do in Cartagena, um, you know, are bike tours, bike tours of the Walled City, bike tours uh, throughout the throughout the city as well. Um, and then they have art tours. So there's like there's some there's there's some dope street art, and that's pretty consistent. You know, I try to focus on the activities that are unique to the areas that that I visit, as opposed to things that are more so offered everywhere. Um, the, uh, you know, the, I call out the catamaran because like I love boats, like I love being being out on the water and just like you know with a bottle of champagne, my shirt off, you know, my beard flowing in the wind and just well not now because you know i got a close shave but but y'all y'all get y'all know the vibes you know the vibes and just living my best life so i call that out whenever we do that because i i love to do that especially when i'm out of the when i'm out of the country um but all in all like you can typically do you know bike tours and art tours like in in cities but i would highly recommend that you get to cartagena it is an easy trip it is Frequently the trip that I reference when people are talking about going to Miami or Vegas as like an alternative that is a comparable cost. Um, so, yeah, when you're if you're looking at a, a cheap flight and affordable lodging, you know, dope activities that, you know, are not something that you've done 75 times. <laughs> Like going to Miami or Atlanta or Vegas or whatever, like I would highly recommend that you just at least look at at Cartagena or the, uh, some of the other dope destinations within uh, within Central and South America because um, you can do them for a similar in a sim- for a similar price point. I'm gonna get out of here. So that will do it for another episode of the Travel Guides. Please tune in to F-Boy Island. New episodes drop today on Thursday. And then you will get the last four episodes of the season next Thursday as well. But I will be back to talk about tonight's drop later. And please follow me on on the socials at GQ50 on Instagram, Twitter, at Josh GQ50 on TikTok. And that'll do it for another episode of The Travel Guys. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.